This is a presentation from Narara Valley Baptist Church, a church that's desperate for God and passionate for people. Well, NVBC, uh, what an honour, what a privilege to join uh, the team here, Um, and what a joy and delight to open up the Word for the first time together. I know we're 45 minutes deep into the service, but you've got energy in the tank, don't you? Yes, excellent. Whew. <laughs> Could have been sketchy. Just like radio, I am so conscious that, that as I stand up here and as I, I, I look around a church community that is um, very much about to become my family, that there is a rich history with God in this place. There is a deep spiritual ongoing legacy. And I think there's a real sense for both Kay and I that, that we're coming in simply to join what God is already at work doing here what he has been, what he is, and what he will continue to do in the years ahead. Uh, And at the same time, and you've heard it reflected this morning, I've been so encouraged by the the conversations where I've heard an excitement for the next chapter, uh, for the next season of life and ministry. And there's not only an excitement about that that I'm sensing, but also a hunger, a hunger to see what God is going to do in us uh, and through us together. And so I actually really wanted to ground this first message somewhere in the Bible that kind of resonates with that sense, that idea of a new chapter in an ongoing story. Uh, So if you have your Bibles or your Bible apps, um, please do open them up to Joshua chapter 23. And uh, Jenny, we didn't line that up, I don't think. So my my final sermon at Parramatta was from Joshua chapter 1, and my first sermon here is in the book of Joshua. So yet another confirmation, as far as I read it, that God uh, is in this. So yeah, we're in Joshua chapter 23. uh, And now kids, I believe you have sermon bingo notes uh, as well, which is exciting. So listen along and fill that out as you go. Um, If you don't know what kind of preacher I am, I am the kind of preacher that quite enjoys a bit of feedback, so smiles, vigorous nodding of the heads, the odd amen, hallelujah, I'll accept, preach it, brother. Um, I tend to ignore, hurry it up. Um, But uh, I do have to say, this may well be my first sermon ever where I've heard the word bingo yelled out during a sermon, Um, but that's good. So where are we? We're in Joshua chapter 23, and it starts this way. After a long time had passed, after a long time had passed, and the Lord had given Israel rest from all their enemies around them, Joshua, by then a very old man, summoned all of Israel, their elders, leaders, judges, and officials, and he said to them, he spoke a message, he he preached. Hopefully you feel invited here this morning, not not summoned. But if you don't know uh, the context, uh, the people of God at the, the end of the book of Joshua find themselves on the cusp of the next season, the next chapter of their ongoing story. And if you're unfamiliar with the story of Joshua, Joshua chapter 1 opens with Israel outside of the promised land. After a generation of nomadic wandering around the desert, 40 years spent as a result of lacking the faith and courage to follow God's leading. 40 years, that is a long time. Ask me next week how I know. Someone knows when my birthday is. That's good. (laughs) Yet by the end of the book of Joshua, this chapter in Israel's history, uh, we see that tribes have not only moved into the land, not only have conquered uh, the land, but have actually received their allotment, their inheritance in the land. And I don't think we can understand how truly meaningful and significant this is for them, that the people of God would wake up in the morning, walk out of their house, see the boundary lines that's been allotted to them, 
this physical, tangible, fulfilled promise of God. This season of conquest, it's done. The leader, Joshua, is about to be gone. A new chapter is about to begin. And so Joshua recognizes this transition moment in the life of the people of God, and he calls them together to speak into it, because it's going to be important as they posture themselves to step into what's next. What do they need to hear? What do they need to heed? What do they need to take hold of as together they pursue the things of God for their next chapter? And I guess as we go, what do we? What do we need to hear? What do we need to heed? What do we need to take hold of together? Well, the first thing that Joshua speaks into them, um, oh, sorry, it was up there, uh, is an encouragement to remember and to celebrate the past activity of God. I don't know you very well, so show of hands. Uh, who here is really good at forgetting things? Oh, wow, I have come to the right place. Awesome. You know, maybe you always forget where you left your car keys. That's a classic one. Uh, maybe you do forget when people's birthdays are. I'm guilty of that one. Uh, maybe you forget uh, that the exact time and date you agreed to meet that person in the cafe or whatever it is. Um, for me, it's grocery shopping. That's where it really shows up. Um, I don't know if there's anyone else in the room that has that sense. It's like, I, I, I need to go, I need to get three or four things. The reason why I go to the shops and I come back with 20, 25 things and I, almost every time I've missed out on something in the shops. Uh, no, just me? That's good, we're getting to know each other, that's all right. Don't trust me to do your shopping. I'm more responsible with pastoring, I, I assure you. Um, but I started to rope my kids into this as well, so I'll actually talk to them on the way in. Now, remember what we're getting. Remember we're getting this, and this, and this, and this. And I get them to speak it back to me. We're in the trolley going around. I'm like, now what do we need to get next? Just trying to, trying to help kind of myself remember and their language and uh, yeah no it failed uh, even last night four things I wanted to get came home with three of them and about another 12 things I don't even know <laughs> anyways all that is to say that the remembering things is really useful it's really useful to remember things and when it comes to our life with God it's incredibly useful it, it has value, it bears fruit in our lives. Uh, it shows up as we think on, as we recognize, as we remember the past activity of God, it does something in us, doesn't it? Moves us, it humbles us, it causes us to be deeply thankful for how he has been present and at work in the past. It causes us to want to return that thankfulness to him as praise and, and honor and I don't know about you, but there's a sense where it stirs my faith. It builds my courage for what is next. Because the God who was at work in my past or in our past is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so Joshua, he gathers the people and he speaks into this. He says, you yourselves have seen everything that the Lord your God has done. To all these nations for your sake. It was the Lord your God who fought for you. You're sitting there in the, in the land, you've got your, your house set up, you've got your border, border lines, your boundary lines, but never forget that God has done this, that he was with you, that he was at work. The Lord has driven out before you, he goes on to say, a great and powerful nation. It's like, you guys couldn't have done this. <laughs> to this day, no one has been able to withstand you. One of you routes a thousand, right? That's, that's got nothing to do with your skill or, or your ability. Those are impossible odds. But because the Lord your God fights for you, you've had victory, just as he's promised. 
Israel experienced the mighty hand of God together. Over generations, Yahweh, the one who was with them, the one who had set his affection on them, the one who would go before them and strengthen and uphold and see his promises through. And I want to say that as a church, you have experienced the mighty hand of God together, haven't you? I'm going to find out some of the ways. We've heard some of the stories, and I've certainly heard individual stories as we've met even in, in the gathering. Individually and together, as a community, you are the carriers of the testimonies of God in this place. You are the custodians of the stories of God's goodness, witnesses to the work of God in and through the life and ministry of Narara Valley Baptist Church. So think back on and remember Remember the ways that God protected the church when the roof fell in and the way he provided a new facility to worship him. Remember the ways that God has gone before you to open doors for new ministry and to new, for new mission work. The ways that God has softened hearts and revealed himself to those who don't yet know him. Remember the baptisms. Recall the testimonies. Remember the releasing of giftings and anointings and healings that have happened in the life of this church over the years. Remember those stories. Do a couple of them come to mind? Celebrate, rejoice, and let them move you. Right? Because that's the point, isn't it? Joshua's not going over their history to bring them up to speed. He doesn't want them just to recall the right information. He doesn't want them to become Israel historians. There's no test at the end of his, uh, his recounting. He wants them to be moved. He wants them to go into their next chapter as the people of God, rejoicing, full of hope, full of courage, and full of conviction to go after the things of God together. Because again, that same God that they experienced in the past is the same God who was with them and would be with them and continue to move. You know with all your heart and soul that not one of the good promises the Lord your God gave you has failed. That kind of knowledge, that kind of knowing, changes you, stirs faith, and it builds courage, deepens trust, and it brings peace. So let it do that in your heart as you look back. I don't know about you, but one of the things, one of the favorite things that I look back on and I think of when it comes to the past activity of God, and don't worry, we are into point two now, um, is the saving work of God in my own life. That was a long time ago. It's over a quarter of a century now. I don't quite know how that happens. <laughs> but I love to think back and recall the stories, and I should apologize for Parramatta Baptist Church for telling this story uh, uh, time and time and time again. Um, but it's important, isn't it? When I go back to me being a young teenage boy at a, at a camp and hearing that gospel message for the first, as if it was the first time, the first time I truly comprehended that there was a loving creator God who knew me and designed me crafted me for relationship with him, and I'd spent up to that point my entire life not responding and not in relationship with him. And yet at that point, God loved me and pursued me with his grace, that Jesus laid down his life for me. And so the long weekend of June, that's my Christian birthday uh, every year. I look back on and I recall the saving act of God in my life to bring this guy from death to life to welcome and adopt me back into his family. And I don't know if you can remember that day for yourself, 
I remember what it felt like to know that I was wonderfully and perfectly and eternally loved by God for the very first time. And what it felt like to have my heart respond likewise. That I just loved, that I loved, that I loved him. And in that moment, the commitment and the conviction to live for him from that place. Seeing one or two nodding of heads. I think we can go for 300, come on. (laughs) And so in the midst of this message, if you like, this final message that Joshua preaches, there's just this little bit of advice that he throws in for the people of God to lay hold of and to heed. And it jumped off the page at me when I read it a couple of months ago, and it's, and it's verse 11. He just says this, so be very careful. Be very careful. Be deliberate. Be purposeful. Guard this thing. Prioritize this thing. Be very careful to love the Lord your God. To love the Lord your God. This is the most important thing that that we are called into as his followers, as his people, as a church community. To love the Lord our God with all of our heart and with all of our soul and with all of our mind and all of our strength. Most important thing. You know, as part of the call process, we get all manner of documentation. I don't know if you you know that. I don't know if you read that. Like pages and pages of summary of the history of Narara Valley Baptist Church, the current pastors, the vision and the values, who some of the past pastoral team have been. I get demographics about the local area and the kind of demographic breakup of the church family. So uh, uh, an enormous amount of stuff to wade through uh, in order to discern properly whether God was in something. And for myself, as I read through it, there's a little three-word phrase that was in that package of information about this church family that resonated for me, where I had a really strong sense that, you know what, these are my kind of people. (laughs) This is the kind of church that I want to belong to. Does anyone want to have a guess at what that three-word phrase was? Desperate for God. Desperate for God. This idea that there is a community that lives in Narara that is desperate for God, that hungers after his presence, that wants to know him and be known by him, who wants to love him and be loved by him. And this is not going to be something that's periphery, not some sort of motherhood statement that, oh, yes, all Christians should do that, but front and center at the very vision and the heart of this church, you see a people that are desperate for God because God loves us. And loving him in return is one of the most important things that we can do. Be very careful to love the Lord your God. And look, look, I know even as I begin and without even knowing where you're at, that, that sometimes our love for God can wax and it can wane, right? We can drift in and out of our affections. But I want you to heed that advice of Joshua and that call of God on all of us to be very careful to love the Lord your God. And in the words of Jesus, if you've found or you have a sense that maybe you've drifted a little bit from that, well, return to that first love that you had for him and do the things you did at first. Is this making sense? Awesome. Awesome. Because we're going to do a whole bunch of stuff as a church community, aren't we? We're going to run programs. We're going to maintain buildings. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff, constitutions in the next church meeting. That was a good one to land into for the first one, wasn't it? (laughs) I'm going to talk about budgets. I'm going to preach on ethics. There's so much stuff that's involved in being and running a church and safe church and all the whole stuff. But this has to be always the very heart of who we are and what we're about. 
are people who are radically loved by the living God and are committed to loving him in return as the most important thing in our lives. Be very careful then to love the Lord your God. And so Joshua, with the people gathered, he does that look back and he says, you know, we need to remember and we need to celebrate the past activity of God among us. Like in the present moment, we always need to be careful to love the Lord our God. And then he, and then he looks forward. He looks forward in chapter 24 and he says, so, so what kind of people do we need to be going forward? And he calls, oh goodness gracious, I'm way behind in my slides. Uh, and he calls them to choose and to commit afresh to serve the Lord that as they step into the next season of life as a community, that this posture is going to be we are committed and we are choosing to go after the things of God together. We will serve the Lord. You know, it was uh, great fun to be at the gathering uh, a couple of weekends ago. Hopefully, um, hopefully you had a good time as well. Was that, I've, I've heard, yes? Remember, feedback, it's good, it's good, yeah, no, it's good, maybe. All right, no, it was great, it was lovely. It was lovely to start to meet uh, many of you, um, not as many as we would have liked, but as many of you as we physically could have um, on that weekend. And one of the things that, that, oh, no, I just liked and I enjoyed was that some of you guys have a sense of humour, right? Uh, and I've, I've heard this, I've heard there's a phrase, laughter in the hallways or something like that, that I know some previous senior pastor might have uh, thought was pretty good in the life of the church. Um, and I love that. I love that we can be serious about the things of God, that we can go after the things of God together, but have joy and humor as we do that. And on Saturday, I was, I was meeting for the first time, uh, Evan, um, who uh, emceed the Saturday night, did a great job, um, and we're sitting there with our bacon and egg rolls. Thank you to whoever made those. They were very delicious. Um, uh, and uh, he was having a little bit of a joke uh, with me and just going, you know, is this a little bit like meeting the parents of a girl you're dating? Is this, is this what's happening? Uh, throughout the weekend, are you just meeting everybody and they're just going, what are your intentions for my daughter? What are your intentions for my church? <laughs> and we laughed about it and we kept catching up and then kept having some stories, grabbed another bacon egg roll, Kay came over and then uh, he was about to leave and then so uh, he looks at me square in the eyes and he goes, but for real, what are your intentions with my church? <laughs> Do you know, I didn't need to think about my answer for a second. Because God had already laid it on my heart. My intentions to lead and to serve in this place is to impact the valley and beyond for generations for the name and the glory of Jesus. Sorry, this happens. You'll, you'll get used to it. <laughs> These people around us, God loves them. Jesus died for them. And he calls the church into being, to be and to bring good news wherever we're planted. And this is the community in which God has called us to, and there is a world of urgent spiritual and physical needs surrounding this community. And we're called to serve the Lord and to make an eternal difference in the lives of the people that we will interact with, not just in our time, but for the generations that are coming. Amen? Are you excited by that? I am. Because wherever each of us go, we go with and in the presence of God, the Almighty God, just like the people of God did all throughout the Old Covenant. Except for us as the New Covenant people, we literally carry the indwelling Holy Spirit of God 
That same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives in you and he lives in me and he sends us in the world to what? Not forget shopping things when we go to Coles? No, to make an eternal difference in the lives of the communities that we are placed in. And I just wonder if this is a word that the people of God in Joshua just really needed to hear. Because Joshua chapter 23 just opens with this. After a long time had passed. After a long time had passed. They've had their inheritance. They've got their land. They're going about the business of building homes, grazing flocks, (laughs) growing families. And maybe some of those hard memories of Egypt and the, the desert wanderings or the battles that were involved in taking conquest of this land, maybe those memories begin to fade a little bit. And I wonder if with those memories, as they fade, that maybe a bit of the awe and wonder of the saving power of God begins to fade as well. Maybe comfort starts to creep in just a little bit too much. Maybe they start to rest on the laurels of their past service and their past history with God. Maybe they become less hungry to pursue who God had called them to be, a priestly kingdom through whom God was seeking to bless the entire world. And maybe they're settling into the land in more ways than one. And so Joshua, gathering the people, he lays before them this choice. Familiar words, I'm sure you know them. To choose afresh, to choose anew to make the decision that we are going to serve the Lord, that we're not going to coast, we're not going to build up walls where we can be comfortable behind, but we're going to go after the things of God together for the glory of God and for the blessing of the entire world. And you can see that some stuff had started to creep in that that, that needed addressing amongst the people of God. I'm not saying that that's what's happening here because I, I don't know you and I haven't met you. But I do know that God calls us to make this choice and to commit our ways to serve him, to be a part of his unfolding story of redemption, the re-blessing of the entire world that he wants us to carry and to participate in. The kingdom of God is here, Jesus said, so we need to go after it. And like any good spiritual leader, um, I know Ben spoke on our spiritual leadership a couple of weeks ago, but here's another great example of Joshua in that place of spiritual leadership He doesn't call the people to anything that he hasn't already chosen. So choose this day, commit yourselves to this stuff, but he himself and his family have already made that choice and they've already made that commitment. Regardless of whether you're with us or not, he says, as for me and my house, we will will serve the Lord. This isn't really very good exegetical preaching, but I did want to share that for for Kay and I, as we come to this place, um, we didn't come trying to escape Sydney looking for an easier life on the coast, though I will admit your beaches, very nice. We didn't come for privilege or position. Didn't come for platform or name for ourselves. We came at the call and the invitation of God to be a part of something that he is doing, to partner with him. And our sense is that we have chosen as a family group to serve the Lord in and through Narara Valley Baptist Church for his glory and for his namesake 
and for the sake of all those around us who are yet to meet him and yet to encounter his goodness for themselves. And so I just want to ask one final question this morning, and that is, are you with us? Are you with us? Will you choose to commit your ways to serve the Lord and be part of what he wants to do in our generation for the sake of the valley and beyond, for the generations to come as well? And in a moment, I'm actually going to ask you to stand, I don't know if you do this often, and give you a chance to respond to that in, in, a, in a real, physical, uh, embodied way. So don't stand yet, in a minute. Um, in a minute, I'm going to invite you to stand, and if you are joining us online, hi, Mum and Dad, um, and all my friends who are pastors, because I can't make Sundays, um, I'm going to invite you to stand as well, because uh, I don't want you sta- sitting by and observing a moment that we have with God in this moment, but join with us. So in a moment, I'm going to invite everyone to stand, I'm going to invite everyone just to shut their eyes, because you don't need to worry about what the person next to you does or doesn't do, and you don't need to be concerned whether other people can see what you do or don't do in this moment. And I'm just going to ask you very simply that if you're at that place, if you're feeling that stirring of God's spirit, that you would like to actually commit afresh to serve the Lord and be part of what he is seeking to do in and through our church, would you just lay a hand on your heart at that moment? If you're super stirred up and you're super passionate, why don't even raise a hand in that moment? Don't worry, everyone's eyes are closed, no one's going to see you. And just to pray and to offer him your love and your service afresh. So I invite you to stand, whether you're in the room or online. I invite you to close your eyes, and I just want to speak over you a couple of words before I invite you to make this recommitment afresh. I want to speak over each and every one of you that you, my friend, are radically, wonderfully, perfectly and eternally loved by God. And I remind you that your life is littered with the testimonies of the goodness of God. Whether you feel like it or not, God has been with you every step of the way, working all things for your good. And whether you think much of yourself or think far too little of yourself, Whether you know your giftings or you don't have the faintest clue, I want to speak over you afresh that you are designed by a loving Heavenly Father with purpose and intent. He has gifted you, equipped you, and called you to make a difference, an eternal impact as you allow the life of Christ to live through you. And so if you are ready to choose afresh, to commit anew to serving the Lord with all of your heart, And just place a hand on your heart or throw your hands up in the air and spend a moment telling him and praying to him, offering that to him. Oh, Father, I want to thank you. I want to thank you so much for the ways that you have been at work in the life of this church community over years and decades. I want to thank you for the way that you've been at work in every individual's lives, revealing your goodness, pursuing us with your kindness, showering upon us your grace time after time again. Lord Jesus, would you be honoured and glorified by the heart commitments and prayers that have been prayed this morning. We love you, God. And we don't want to be a people that settle and start to pursue comfort, convenience, start to allow some drift in our lives. 
but we want to see you and know you and love you and serve you. So God, would you be pleased, I pray, to make an eternal difference in the lives of all those living in the valley and across the whole central coast through the life and the witness of your people here at Narara Valley Baptist Church. Thank you, God, that you are not finished writing that unfolding story. The work of God, the impact of God through a group of faithful, committed followers who just love you and want to be part of what you're doing. (laughs) Amen. This has been a presentation from Narara Valley Baptist Church, a church that's desperate for God and passionate for people. To continue the conversation, we invite you to join us Sundays at 9.30am and 5pm or on our website at www.nvbc.info.